And welcome back to the News Hour on this Friday. It's time for the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart. We're checking in after last night's ball game and victory for Illinois basketball over Northwestern and getting ready for Sunday's ball game against Maryland. Brian, good to see you. And my first question is, did that really happen last night? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to sort through that on the way home last night about what have you just seen and thinking about different games where Illinois has been way down. Of course, the Arizona game's the obvious one. Uh, down 15 with four minutes to go, but that was an overtime game. Uh, you think about the uh, Clemson game a few years ago down at Little John where they were way down and then came from way back and won by two. Uh, the Seton Hall game, they were down big at home, came back, and that one was a big rally. That was the famous Bill Self uh, in the locker room with Frank Williams and then you know, kind of basically saying, hey, Frank, uh, you know, we don't need you, and then he basically encouraged him that way or at mm -hmm. least got him fired up to go out and have a big second half, whatever the mind games were there. Um, and then um, I was just trying to think of other games like that where you're way down, but usually you spend all your energy just getting back even. Yeah. And then, it, then it winds up being a back and forth at the finish. Exactly. I mean, even last year, a game they lost, but Illinois was down to Miami, what, 27 points in, yeah. the, in the first half? It's not unusual for teams to erase double-digit deficits at mm -hmm. some point in a ball game. It happens all the time. Basketball's a game of runs. But to go from 15 down to outscoring your opponent by 40 points in the second half yeah. against a power opponent in your conference that's not having a bad year, mm -hmm. that's just remarkable. Yeah, it really was. And I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I saw a team that only made two field goals in the whole half and had one guy hit two field goals, Robbie Barron, and that was it. Everything else was a free throw. And as that was beginning to add up, I just kept looking at them. Stam on her like, is this right? You know, that they just hadn't done anything in these long stretches and the runs were 10-0 and 8-0 and 7-0 and all the different uh, things that Illinois put together. But they just came out with a different energy. I don't know what uh, Brad said at halftime or how long he talked. <laughs> I do know that as we were watching the uh, screen at our remote location, Illinois was out of the locker room way ahead of Northwestern. So whatever it was was pretty short because I kept waiting for Northwestern to come out, and it was like, okay, they're not out yet. And uh, so I don't know the message, but I think it being an older team, they figured out what they needed to do. And yeah. the energy level was certainly different from everybody on the court and on the bench and, and – they just took over. This team can score. There's no doubt about it. One of the best scoring teams in the country. Sounded like from what Brad said in postgame last night is he didn't have to say a ton. Now, he clearly was saying a lot on the sidelines, but that that they got it together themselves, and that's another key of, of a veteran team. And uh, uh, I think I think you, you guys said it. You or Doug said it. you got to bring your own juice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, in those empty arenas, yeah, yeah, you almost have to. And it's it, a lot of times it's kind of early. I can almost tell in my headphones or if I'm in the arena, the State Farm Center, like when we played Ohio, you can almost, you noticeably notice the benches and how active they are. It it's really is something, something to see. But uh, there was another uh, tweet, I think, put out by one of the uh, one of those other student athletes, softball or somebody at Illinois, said, uh, whatever Brad Underwood said at halftime, I wanted my alarm clock, <laughs> and I thought that was that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good tweet. <laughs> so, 
Oh, games like last night make Twitter wonderful, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do. Yeah. The Illini Notebook is brought to us by Billy Baru's Guido's Jupiters and Seven Saints, talking with Brian Barnhart. Uh, what's your assessment of this team at this point? J- at this point in the Big Ten, at least. Five and one, you've won yeah. four in a row. Um, you know, not a ton to nip. Obviously, you can't fall behind. <laughs> we keep saying things like, you can't give up a 19-0 mm-hmm. run. You can't shoot this poorly free throws all the yeah. time, and yet they still win. Yeah. I heard. I remember the same thing from '05. I mean, I heard it every every game. Oh, we're relying too much on threes. Oh, we're not. It's going to catch up with us. I don't know. I I just always I learned from that year to really just sit back and go. You know what? Just appreciate everything that's going on here mm-hmm. because you sometimes and we've had too many of these in recent years where you go into Big Ten games and you're thinking, I don't know. I think our chance of winning this game is less than fifty fifty, and substantially less than fifty fifty in a Big Ten game at Michigan or at Michigan State I don't know with this team I feel like they can win every game going in and even when they were down last night I was pretty confident they were going to get back in it now could they win it if Northwestern recovered in time that I wasn't totally sure of but I had no doubt they would come back and make a game of it in the first two to three minutes of the second half I mean they were right back in it they cut the lead in half immediately and you knew uh, Chris Collins knew that too because he called a timeout in the first couple minutes to kind of stop the bleeding there early for Northwestern. So, yeah, I, I, I think this team still has an even higher ceiling to go. If they can get consistent three-point shooting from Adam Miller, that's just another weapon that if you're somebody else you have to defend. What I've seen from, like, Baylor and, you know, the Gonzaga is multiple ways to score on the offensive end. And if you think you've got this stopped, well, then it, it leaks out over here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's just – and we're almost at that point. I mean, Io's going to get his. Kofi's going to get his. DeMonte's going to hit a few shots. You know, when you add whatever it was from Trent last night, double figures, you throw in Miller with his double figures, you do what Curbelo does. I don't know as a defense how you stop Illinois, to be honest. Uh, they could stop themselves by missing a lot of shots or turning the ball over, which was the case in the first half last night. But I like where this team is at, and I – I don't know, you know, as you look at the schedule and you look at games, it's not quite at that feeling of 05 where we're going to win them all, which I thought in January of that year, I looked at the schedule, I remember telling somebody that year, I don't see where we're going to lose again. <laughs> I don't quite have that feeling, but I am pretty confident every game that they're going to either win or have a shot, a serious shot to win. All right, well, Sunday night, it's a tip against Maryland, 7 o'clock, and a later start for a weekend game. And our coverage will start at 5 o'clock. Illinois home against Maryland, which is having a down year compared to what Mark Turgeon and company are used to. Yeah, 6-6, six and 1-5 six, and five in the Big Ten. They were one of the Big Ten champs, I think, last year uh, along the way. So they were, um, you know, obviously they don't have Cowan. They don't have Sticks, Smith anymore. So they're, they're missing those guys. I know talking to Johnny Holiday uh, about the game coming up, and he said, they're their play-by-play guy, he said, we just don't have a leader necessarily on the court it's different guys that can play but don't have a true leader on the team what's interesting about them is they started the year three and oh and now they're six and six and they had three straight games canceled because of COVID issues either you know one side or the other and four out of five canceled due to COVID. so they've had kind of a start of the season a bunch of cancellations and then big 10 play and they've just really struggled in big 10 play you know, and coaches, some coaches will say more about it than others. That's not easy. That weighs on a team. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, all this testing, I mean, 
I mean, uh, Brad Underwood's talked about how the team gets up at 5.30 in the morning on some of these days to get tested. And then they get tested again. You know, I mean, so there's – it's in addition to everything else they uh, they deal with, the pressure on the court, the practices every day, the everything that goes on. And, of course, they're not in school specifically at the moment. But then you throw in all the testing and the stress of you don't want to be the guy that has to sit out off this great team but also don't want to be the cause of any games being canceled. There's a lot of pressure there. All right, Brian. Well, uh, enjoy a little bit of rest here into uh, the weekend before we get going again on Sunday. And uh, like you say, enjoy the ride. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the thing I learned all those years ago is uh, don't nitpick at it too much. I mean, there's some different things, and that's fun. That's what makes postgame shows, for example, interesting. But uh, I would encourage people to just enjoy it as much as you can because you don't get teams like this very often, as the- we know. The Illini Notebook brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. Thanks much, Brian. Okay, you're welcome. Local news is next.